Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, here's what's going to happen. We've got two diehard hip-hop fans. They come into a room, have a seat at the table, and they're asked to pick their five best debut hip-hop albums of all time. Now, you might think that they would have some similar albums. Not even close. (laughs) On this podcast, we will each come up with our own five albums and tell you why we think they're the best debut hip-hop albums of all time. You might agree. You might disagree, but either way, it's our list. So sit back and relax, and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. Welcome back. Once again, it's another edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. As I mentioned in the intro, now we're talking hip-hop. More specifically, we're going to tell you about some of the best debut hip-hop albums that we think from all time. And of course, I got a special co-host in the building. You know him, you love him, no stranger to the show, good friend of the show, my man Matt B is in the building. Matt, what up? It's good. Chilling, man. What's cracking? Ravens are 14 and 2. <laughs> Big Ravens fan, right? Yes, sir. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, how, how does it feel, man? What, 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 what do you think is going to happen with your Ravens? I mean, we're the best team in the NFL right now. I just hope that, you know, they don't blow that in the playoffs. But with the way they're playing, I've seen your Twitter. You think they look unbeatable, so I hope you're right. No doubt, no doubt. We'll see, man. NFL playoffs are upon us. Uh, but we got you on the podcast, man. We're going to talk a little hip-hop like we always do the last time. Uh, you were on for those of you who follow the podcast Matt is a huge hip-hop head uh, the last time he was on we talked about that was the common Nas joint right yes sir okay, yeah we talked about that we we did a podcast about the discographies and we did a comparison as to who had the better discography common or Nas we know that I won the comparison but hey, <laughs> hey. Matt said it was <laughs> Matt said it was common and uh, we agreed to, to disagree. Uh, the fans actually, you know, the people who chimed in and listened to the podcast and people who hit us up on social media, it literally was split 50-50 down the middle. I mean, some people said nah, some people said uh, comments. So um, if you didn't get a chance to check out that podcast after you listen to this podcast, go back and check that out, man. You'll, you'll really, really enjoy it as we broke down like I said, the discographies for Common and Nas. Uh, but on this one, we're talking about hip-hop. We're More specifically, we're talking about some of the best that we deem some of the best debut hip-hop albums of all time. Now, Matt and I talked about it. He doesn't know what's on my five, and uh, I don't know what on, what's on his five. And I have the sneaky suspicion, uh, because of our taste in music and because of our age difference um we probably won't have <laughs> we might have one of the same common albums 
uh, to end up on our list. But um, what do you, what do you think, man? How, how many albums do you think, just off the top of your head, how many albums do you think we'll have that'll be that will make both of our lists? None. <laughs> <laughs> None. Zero. <laughs> Alright, so what we'll do is we'll go back and forth. So and and, and these don't don't have to be in any particular order. Um so what I want you to do is give me one of your uh five best uh, hip hop debut albums. Um if you remember the year when it came out, you could you know tell when it came out and just you know what you liked about the album and why you think it should be uh considered one of the best debut albums of all time. Alright, so I'm gonna save my like super sleeper picks for a little bit later on in the list, but I'm going to start out, and the reason why I'm starting out with this one, ladies and gentlemen, is because me and Kyle have very different perspectives on this rapper, and Kyle, no, it's not Eminem. Um, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. Okay. The reason why I picked that one is um, I got into Lupe... Oh, and by the way, it came out in 2006, but I got into Lupe through his feature on Touch the Sky off late registration, Kanye's album, um, and I and I was always a big Kanye fan when I was younger, but the, when his verse came on, I was like, who is that dude? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure we've all had that moment where somebody came on a feature and we were just like, who is that, you know? Um, cannabis was kind of like that back in the day, and biggest disappointment in hip-hop history but that's another discussion um but yeah food and liquor for me man it came out at a time when you know it came out in a at a very depressing point in mainstream hip-hop you know like you had um laffy taffy (laughs) shout out to (laughs) dvrl no we don't need to shout them out it's (laughs) We had Shoulder Lean. Um, you had Lean With It, Rock With It. Um, it basically, that Snap Rap shit. Mm-hmm. Snap Rap. Right. That was the Snap Rap era. You know, and like, you know, you had Lil Wayne, and I get it, Lil Wayne isn't as laughable as the others, but he wasn't rhyming like Lupe. Um, and I remember getting that album at a later year. But I ended up getting that album, and I was just completely blown away by it, you know. I was blown away by the fact that this dude managed to come out in an era where hip-hop was not... It wasn't really fiending in the mainstream. It wasn't really looking for somebody that was, like, lyrical, conscious, you know. It wasn't looking for somebody like that, but he managed to break through. And honestly, I feel like... I feel like he kind of broke open that door for somebody like Hendrick to come through and be able to be successful. He broke that door for somebody like Big Crit to come through and be able to be successful. Because prior to Lupe, rap from 2004 to 2006 was in a really fucked up place. In a very fucked up place, you know what I mean? Like, it was, you know, that was the Lil John era. You know what I mean? Like, that was... It was bad, you know, like, in the underground, you had, like, all this, like, really lyrical, thoughtful shit, and then in the mainstream, you had, to the window, to the window, <laughs> that was, that was what you had, by the way, I think that song is kind of catchy, it's a guilty pleasure, it's not dope, good. dope, dope club anthem, <laughs> it, 
it's not it's not lyrical or thought no, provoking. No, no, no. It, it, but it does get the club jumping. Yeah, you know. But needless to say, like Lupe kind of broke into that. He kind of broke in, in during that era and managed to still be successful, and that was super impressive to me. And on top of that, I just thought the album was immaculate. So that's that's my first pick. Okay. Um, no. And for those who, who aren't familiar with that uh, album, uh, any, any particular songs that stood out that people may that you may want to you know let people know about? Uh, yeah. So if you're getting into Lupe for the first time and you want to start out with that album, because that's kind of like his. If you were going to call an album in his discography a classic, Kyle, I know he's not your kind of rapper, but if you were to call him, if you were to call an album in his discography a classic, I'm pretty sure to most people that would be it or the cool. But that would probably be like the one that would be that would get the classic stamp if there was one. Um, let's see, I would go with um, the just, inst- one or, just one or two tracks. It doesn't matter. The instrumental um, and the emperor, yeah, the instrumental, the emperor's soundtrack, and um, daydreaming with okay. Jill Scott. Okay. Shout out to Jill. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really really good album. I remember uh, uh, Food and Liquor very well. Um, doesn't quite make my list uh, <laughs> for debut I albums, I but a very very solid. And you make a good point though. Um, you know, hip hop was in a different space at that particular time. So, uh, very, very good debut from Lupe Fiasco. And, and, you know, really when you look back on it, kind of breathe a level of fresh air into, uh, into the masses as far as where hip hop was and where it was actually going. Um, let's see my, and again, mine are in no particular order. I'm going to take it back to 1988. Uh, if you listen to the, this podcast, you know that 1988, by far, by my definition, is the greatest year in hip hop. Um, and this was one of the staples from 1988, man. Uh, coming out of Compton, California, uh, gang called NWA debut album, straight out of Compton. Uh, what can I say about this album? This album was not only one of the dopest albums to come out in 1988, but it also changed the genre of hip hop. And the reason why I say that is because while they did not introduce quote unquote gangster rap, uh, they perfected it and pushed it to, to a new level. Um, whether it was the, the beats from Dre or the rhymes from Ice Cube and, and MC Ren or the you know the, the comedy that was Easy E. Uh they did a lot, man. And I think um, you know, straight out of Compton for me was again one of these staples from nineteen eighty eight. Uh it is highly regarded as even though I won't get into classics, it is high, highly regarded as a hip hop classic, a, one of the all time greats. Um straight out of Compton, you know, obviously features the the feature song straight out of company and then you have the radio hit like express yourself um gangster gangster uh so many tracks man i mean it it still bumps from front to back and um like i said it's one of my joints that i still play all the time man so when i say as someone who was around in 1988 it changed the game it literally changed the game i mean like it literally changed 
we didn't even call it hip hop at the time, but it was rap. But it changed rap, and um, you know, and I think it changed it for the better, man. So, uh, debut album for me, straight out of Compton, N.W.A. Uh, what you got on number two? Um, let's see. I gotta think about this for a second. Outcast, Southern Playlist, Cadillac Music. Okay. Um, that's kind of an easy pick for me. Um, Outcast is mainly the group that you know made me appreciate lyrics. You know, if that makes sense. Um, they were kind of like that group that 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 was the first group I listened to when I really started taking like music just in general seriously. You know, and I just remember how like wasn't my first outcast album by the way but i remember listening to that album and just hearing how like minimalistic and stripped back and a little bit more simple it was in comparison to the stuff that they had done later and it was really the only album where you heard andre spitting on some gangsta shit you know like he was really like that album is a stark contrast compared to what we got after it like um you know, it wasn't overly cerebral, but it was still lyrical. You know, they had, like, their uplifting content on it, but it wasn't to the level of uplifting content that you heard on a, let's say, like, a song like Babylon. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. a lot playful. It was a lot more simple, but still very, very, very dope. And, um, you know, that album, that album is one that changed my life. You know, um, I love it. And of course, it had a huge impact, given the fact that, you know, it proved that the South had something to say, you know? It absolutely proved that the South had something to say. Because, I mean, if you look at it, you know, prior to Outkast in Atlanta, you had, like, Jermaine Dupree and, you know, shit like that. But there wasn't really anybody like Outkast, you know, that were just, like... you didn't have anybody in the south that you couldn't really mess with like that you know regardless of what coast you were from like they were the first ones from the south to really get that like nationwide respect from like the west and the east because prior to them it wasn't just the east that didn't fuck with the south nobody fucked with the south but i feel like they changed that single-handedly even more so than ugk and scarface because you had people that loved ugk and scarface but outcasts took the south to a whole nother level and it's been like and ever since Biggie and Pac died, it's been like the dominant force in hip-hop ever since. You know? And it all stems back to that album. You know? So, yeah, that's my pick for number two. Okay, okay, okay. 1994. Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music from Outkast. Uh, I was... I thought that it might make your list. It did not make my list, but I thought that it probably would make your list. So, um... Even though it's not their best album, it is a incredible debut album. So you get no argument from me. Um, Let me. By the way, most of the debuts that I have in my list, it's chances are it's not my favorite album from that artist. Gotcha, gotcha. No, but still. Um, let me see. My number two. Number two is one of the best. They dropped arguably the best hip-hop album of 1993. Um, when I say we had never heard anything or seen anything like this, uh, is no lie. 
they came from a place called Shaolin. And I was like, what the hell is Shaolin? Like, I didn't like Shaolin is not in New York. What is this? And it was slang for Staten Island. And I really didn't know a whole lot about Staten Island. I'm talking about Wu-Tang Clan into the 36 Chambers. Uh, incredible debut album. It is by far one of the best like I said, it's probably, I think it's one of the best, it's probably the best hip hop album, in my opinion, that was recorded in 1993, um, which says a lot because 93 produced um, some great music. And, and you could make a case that it's one of the best albums from best hip hop albums from the 90s. Um, but yeah, man, this album, like I said, the look of Wu Tang, first and foremost. I mean, you had nine, 10 MCs, everybody sounded you know, so different. And then you had these crazy ass beats and all of this stuff was, you know, the beats were from RZA and all of this stuff, their, their rhyme schemes and patterns were different. Everything was wrapped around the uh, premise of Kung Fu. And again, not only did they come from New York, but they came from a, a place in New York that very few people had even, you know, celebrated in hip hop, if you will, uh, Staten Island. And so you had all of this stuff going and it was just like, okay, when you listen to this album, what's always interesting to me is that even upon your first listen, keep in mind, there was no internet. So you don't know who this is, this rapping. There's no, in the liner notes, it doesn't say, okay, Ghostface is rapping on this song. Uh, Excuse me. This is his line. This is uh, Raekwon's line. This is Method's line. Anything like that. Uh, so you just had to listen to it and pick up on the voices and pick up on the names and stuff like that because there was no sense of direction as to who it was or whatever the case may be. But um, incredible album. Not only does this album set the bar for Wu-Tang, but it also you know, introduces the world to these members and these members go on to all produce you know, incredible solo albums. So um, yeah, man, um, one of my favorite albums an album that stays in my rotation, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, Enter the 36 Chambers. Uh, if you've been following the podcast, uh, you know that I did a podcast on this particular album as it celebrated its 20th year. I think, oh, was it? Maybe maybe I did a 25 year. Uh, nonetheless, go through my discography and you can see the uh, podcast that I did on it uh, and take a listen to that after you listen to this podcast. But um, yeah, number two, like I said, in no particular order, uh, Wu-Tang Clan enter the 36 chambers. Uh, what you got up next? All right. So your boy is about to start getting into his nerdy backpack rap. Mm-hmm. Since this is a favorite list and not a best list. Um, so my next pick is Tone Deaf Archetype. Now, this album for me, and yes, now, it did. Now, is this your favorite or is this the best? Because I, I thought we were talking best. Oh, okay. Because we said best. <laughs> All right. Because we go favorites. I don't know if, well, I mean, I I can't tell you what your favorites would be, but we were talking best. What, the, we're, what we're talking about is we're trying to give a kid in Arkansas <laughs> who's, who's listening to this podcast some hip hop debut albums for him to him or him or her to check out. So we're talking about the best of the best, best hip hop debut albums. So so far you got Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, Outkast's Southern Playlistic. So do you have a third 
best, not favorite, but the, the ones that you, now if your fa- if your favorite's your best, then that's one thing. But I want to get the best. Um, I might still put that one on the okay, list. Okay, if it's on your list, fine. Um, yeah, tone deaf archetype is on my list. Um, major major impact on well, not just well myself, but you know, also there was nobody in rap that was singing like that at the time that was able to go back and forth between rapping and singing the way he did it. You had Andre 3000, you had CeeLo Green, but they weren't really singing like that. And the way that he was producing his own stuff and incorporating a lot of electronic music into his stuff, he's always kind of been a dude that was ahead of his time. Like his last album, Polymer, you know, he did the whole, I'm going to release a few EPs before the album comes out format. And now you see everybody dropping EPs before they drop their album. Um, You know, he was talking about stuff that any average person can relate to that I feel like a lot of other rappers would be very, very afraid to talk about. Um, Did it have the impact that, let's say, an Illmatic had? No, but did it have the impact that, let's say, um, an mm -mm food by MF Doom had? Yes, absolutely it did. Um... So, yeah, that's that's my number three. And, you know, actually getting to meet him in person and see him live, like, crazy, crazy experience. And I would tell anybody to not sleep on him. He's one of the best rappers on the planet. Um, he could probably out-rap your favorite rapper. So that would be, you know, that would be my third pick. Okay, so you said Tone Deaf Archetype, that's his name? Mm-hmm. I'm alleging a album. I'm I'm alleging a little secret. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> hey, you know. Never heard of him. It's on you, my guy. Hey, no disrespect if he's listening or any of his fans listening, but I never heard of him. I mean, but hey, if he's on your list, he's on your list. Um, yeah. So I moved to my number three. My number three, uh, in my opinion, is not only one of the best debut hip-hop albums of all time, but in my personal opinion, I think it's the greatest hip-hop album of all time. I already know what this Ladies one and is. gentlemen, it's paid in full, Eric B. and Rakim. Um, yep. 1987. Uh, this album, I think, is one of the albums that if you were... If you if you wanted to introduce someone to hip hop, particularly an an inspire aspiring MC, I would give them this album if for no other reason to listen to Rakim's words. Uh, now, because the album came out in 1987, and I mean they've gotten you know this there's no it's boom bap as far as the sound and the production produced by Molly Mall. You know, the production doesn't blow you away, but then again, it's not supposed to because you're listening to the lyricists. Uh, but Eric B has a couple of scratches on there, scratch records on there. Um, phenomenal album. There's not one wasted bar on this entire album. I think uh, this album is highly regarded, and Rakim is also highly regarded as one of the best, if not the best, lyricists. Uh, you know, to ever grace a microphone. And I think this album is right there. 
Uh, like I said, it's up for debate where you want to put it on your list. I There are very few people that will put where paid in full will fall outside of their top 10. I don't care about lists. My opinion, this is one of the greatest debut albums. And again, I think it's the best hip hop album ever. But opinions aside, it is a phenomenal hip hop album from joints to move the crowd. I know you guys sold uh, my melody, which is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. There are no misses. You can never go wrong with this joint. It's a, it's an album that I could play consistently. And one of the things that I think I have uh, uh, that has really made me proud is the fact that my teenage sons play this album. And so we listen to it together and they know all the words. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't tell them to sit down and listen to it. It's just a dope ass album, man. Uh, once again, 1987 paid in full Eric B and Rock Kim. Uh, so I think you're up for your number four. What you got, Matt? Um, my number four, and see, these last two spots are like the wild cards. But um, I'm gonna go with Souls of Mischief '93 till. Okay. Um, that album for me, when I was in middle, when I was in high school, Kyle, and I don't know if I ever told you this, I didn't want to hear anything but East Coast shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing like. If it was like if it wasn't Nas, Biggie, or Jay, get that shit out of my face. That was the kind of guy I was. I was like the most like boom bap like East Coast guy out there. But then one of my friends was like, "Oh well, you know, there's this group that I think you would like, you know, from the Bay Area called Souls of Mischief. You know, they were down with the whole." And I was a Dell fan. That was like the I was a Dell the Funky Homo Sapien fan. Um, but he was like, yeah, they're part of that hieroglyphics movement. So I checked out the album and it blew me away. You know, they were a lot more, um, they were a lot more quirky than your average, than your average group. But the beats were insane. Um, and I feel like, you know, they were kind of like one of the first groups that, you know, they were underground, but they still got MTV attention. Do you get okay, what I'm saying? Okay. Like they, they still they kind of they were kind of like the black star of their time. You know, they were kind of like the most deaf and Talib Kweli. We are black star. That that was kind of like that album for '93 to me. You know, um, and it just had a huge impact on me. You know, um, I had never really heard anybody rap like that over beats like that before, and it was just a perfect marriage. And um, and on top of that, it's a it's a classic album, you know, um, and it had a huge impact on, um, you know, it gave another side to the West Coast that a lot of people didn't know at the time. You know, we had N.W.A., we had Dr. Dre, you know, well, Dr. Dre was part of N.W.A., but I'm talking about like his solo career come the death row days. You know, you had you had a lot of gangster rap coming out of the West Coast, but you didn't have like you know more of like the dirty like jazzy type shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like i feel like souls of mischief kind of brought that but with a west coast perspective and it like it let hip-hop fans know that the west coast wasn't all about the kind of shit that we were getting from snoop dre and wa if that makes sense so oh yeah it makes total sense that would be my fourth pick i love that album so much okay. and it's it's 
and to me it's one of the best just based off creativity alone indeed indeed i think that's i think it's a really really great dope um debut album uh didn't make my list uh didn't make my honorable mention list but it is a very very good album um and i agree with everything you said man souls of mischief you know really when i look back at that time and they I don't want to say they came out of nowhere because it was like a movement, but it was so different, like you said, from what we were hearing from the West. And um, it was really kind of like a breath of fresh air, man, because it just it it opened the doors for other guys and other acts to say, like, look, we can be from the West and we don't have to be about gang banging and shooting people up and all this other stuff in our lyrics. We just we just some dope spitters. And uh, they had great production. And I, that album man it, it it resonated and I, I really didn't because it was i was in college when it came out uh i did not know how much it resonated with people probably until years later but um yeah it, it's it's dope and it's still held in high regard man good really good pick um let's see my number four then again these are in no particular order uh 1996 uh sean cory carter's debut hip-hop album reasonable doubt jay-z um what can i say man this album it's one of the albums i think uh and i've heard jay talk about this and he mentioned the fact that one of the reasons why this album is the way that it is and it looks and feels the way that it does is because it took him his entire life to write this album and I think that's one thing that you can find with some of these debut albums. And the reason why some of the ones that Matt mentioned and some of the ones that I'm mentioning, why they're so dope is that these artists, you know, they poured everything in it. And depending on when your album came out, not only did you have your whole lifetime to create it, but you also ran the risk of not making it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If the album didn't hit, you might be out of luck because uh, for some artists, particularly depending on the time, you know, if it didn't, if it doesn't stick with the fans, then, and you don't, you know, gain any type of commercial success, then your career is done. So you really only, for a lot of artists, they only got one shot to make that album. And if the album doesn't hit, then, you know, for whatever reason, they may be done. So, you know, when Jay talked about him, you know, taking his entire lifetime to make this album, it sounds like, it. you know, from songs like uh, The Evils to Can I Live to um, uh, Brooklyn's Finest. I mean, it's a flawless album. The only song on and I've said this on previous podcasts, the only song that I don't like on the album is Ain't No. And I think it's just because they played it so much and it got I mean they just they ran it in the hole so that's the only song that I skip it's not a bad song I just I don't particularly care for it but um Jay-Z's verses on that song were still dope though yeah yeah he, he had he had good verses it just it, the song just I, I grew tired of it very quickly because in 1996 it was his lead single and this is what they played and then he, when the video dropped it was a rap you know so uh, but Reasonable Doubt, man, is a phenomenal album. Uh, I always marvel and talk to Jay-Z fans about it because um, contrary to popular belief, you know, 
this album wasn't popular when it came out like there weren't a whole bunch of people rushing to the stores to get it when it came out i'll be in it and i tell people all the time like i think i got it maybe a month after it came out like i didn't get it the the, the day that it came out um and so i think it went man it might have been like three or four years before like it actually went platinum like jay-z was at his high he was already at on like his second or third album before this album actually went platinum this album was a uh, was more of a a street classic than it was uh a a, you know modern day classic but it it got better over time and as jay got better people were able to look back and reflect on how dope that album was but no trust me when i tell you as someone who was around in 1996 when this album came out there were no reviews saying oh this is the greatest thing since sliced bread it didn't it, it it wasn't highly anticipated or anything like that um so you know but shout out to jay this is a phenomenal album i listen to this album damn near every week and um it gets better man it gets better it's it's, i think it's his best work um and uh he he definitely makes my list i'm pretty sure most of you who have a list you'll have some of these albums on your list if you did a top five or top ten um but i think it goes without saying that reasonable doubt is one of the best uh, debut hip-hop albums of all time um so you're up on number five matt what you got oh shit um <laughs> um i'm going to go with um this is like that wild card spot because i know what i had but now i'm debating on if i have something else or not um i am going to go with De La Soul Three Feet High and Rising. Mm, okay, okay. And the reason why, and by the way, this is far from one of my favorite debuts. Um, Prince Paul, man, he invented psychedelic hip-hop. Mm. He invented it, you know. That that's his. That was his bread and butter back then. He, he created that sound of, you know what, fuck that. We're not sampling jazz music. We're going to sample, like, classic psych rock music. And he did it, and he made it work. And to a lot of people, you couldn't tell if that was what he actually sampled or not. I feel like he was the, he was kind of like the mad genius with like you know the the lab table and all the chemicals in the background while Pasanus and Dave were rapping. You know, like that was that was his thing. And on top of that, it's just a fantastic album, and it ushered in a new sound that nobody was really doing. You know, people forget they came out before Tribe did. You know, like they came out a full year before Tribe did, so they were kind of more of an originator in that native tongue sound than Tribe was. If we want to be technical, you know, not saying De La is better than Tribe, although I do, and I've talked to Kyle about that. That's another conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you know. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, and, it, you're 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 absolutely correct. Yeah, you know, it's just like, well, to me, well, you know, no, that's another conversation for another day. We're not having that tribe day law debate, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it was a really genius album, you know, and it, and they only got better over time, you know. Balloon Mind State is my favorite of theirs, but we're doing, we're doing debuts, so yeah, you know, so either that or Stakes is High would be my favorite from them, but I digress, yes. Three feet high and rising is. Okay, okay. Uh, 
That that's a that's a great pick, man. Um, I really don't have anything to add to that. Daylight Daylight's debut was phenomenal. Um, my last and and certainly not least pick. Uh, take it back to 1994. Uh, MC out of Queensbridge. A little guy by the name of Nas dropped the album. So disappointed if you didn't bring this one up. <laughs> oh come on, man! Illmatic from Nas. Uh, is uh, on my list as one of the best hip-hop debut albums of all time. Um, This album, unlike Reasonable Doubt, as I mentioned, where it wasn't, you know, a lot of fanfare, there was all of the fanfare and all of the hype coming for this album. Uh, If this album had come out in the internet era, like, the buzz was so crazy. I guess the best way I could put it, like, for lack of a better term, it would have broke the internet. I mean, like, it was, people were that hungry and that starved for this album. Um, because Nas had dropped the verses on um, uh, Back to the Grill Again and um, oh, what's the other joint? Um, Live at the Barbecue uh, with Main Source. His buzz was crazy. So, the day that Nas's album came out, you had to get it because people at the record stores, you know, because again, this was pre-internet. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't just open up your iPhone and download the album or go to Spotify and listen to it. You had to physically drive to the record store, and we knew, like, if you didn't get it the day that it came out, there was a possibility you were going to have to wait because they only shipped so many records. And so I remember going to get the CD and my only knock on this album. And I talked about it on a podcast where we uh, did um, Illmatic uh, a couple of months ago uh, from the time of this recording, celebrating the uh, 25th year anniversary, I think. Um, Yeah, man, Illmatic was one of those albums that my only knock is that it's too short. Uh, It's 39 minutes long. it, it, it is incredible, man. It, it is a phenomenal piece of work. Uh, I call it a masterpiece. I think it's probably right behind uh, Paid in Full. If you want to put it ahead of Paid in Full, you will get no argument from me as if you mention it as one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. But Nas, um, from you know start to finish, this album does not disappoint it is the crown jewel of 1994 and one of the best albums from one of the best hip hop albums from the 90s period. And like I said, or you can make a case that is probably going to fall in most top 10 lists for what it's worth. Uh, greatest albums of all time. Um, but yeah, that's my five Nas's Illmatic from 1994. Um, so we went through our list. Uh, I have Illmatic. Uh, 36 Chambers, Paid in Full, Straight Out of Compton, and Reasonable Doubt. And you had uh, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music, uh, Tone Def's, would you say Tone Def's album, name of his album was again? Archetype. Archetype. I, I forgot to write it down. Archetype, Souls of Mischief, and De La Soul's Three Feet High and Rising. Um, before we get out of here, I want to get some, uh, maybe, you know, because this you know how it is it's always easy to <laughs> it's always easy to come up with 10 
but it's a little it's a lot harder to come up if you just do five so i figured you know especially for people listening that we may have some um honorable mentions uh i did have a few honorable mentions that i like to mention and i'll get yours um ironically a couple that you mentioned were on my honorable mention list (laughs) uh southern playlist of cadillac music that was on my honorable mention list uh, and De La Soul's uh, Three Feet High and Rising was on my honorable mention list. Um, also on the honorable mention list, I have uh, College Dropout, Kanye West. Um, an incredible album. Regardless of what people think about Kanye, regardless of whether or not you like Kanye or hate him, regardless of his political affiliation, that yeah. is... <laughs> That is a phenomenal album. I don't think, and it was a game changer. And I mean, honestly, musically, I would love for that Kanye to come back. If that Kanye came back, I might actually listen to his music. But I'm being realistic that that Kanye is probably never coming back. Um, but the closest thing we got was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. What'd you say? I said the closest thing we got was my beautiful dark yeah, twisted fantasy, and he, you know, and his mu- his music changed after that album. So you know, it, it is what it is. And for the record, that's my favorite album of his, is Twisted Fantasy. But I digress. Yeah, that, it, it, like I said, that 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 was where Kanye was. But um, College Dropout made my honorable honorable mention list. Um, the Great Adventures of Slick Rick, another staple from 1988. Uh, phenomenal debut album that you know was another game changer um what else did I have oh doggy style Snoop 1993 man listen that might have been probably along with Nas's Illmatic and anticipated yeah highly highly I mean like Matt, it was so anticipated that at that particular time, albums would come out on Tuesday, right? Yeah. They pushed up Snoop's album to like a Friday because people weren't waiting until Tuesday for the album to come out. They were gonna, Bro, the they only were gonna other bootleg rap, it. The only other rapper after that that they that they actually have done that for was Eminem. Yep. Yep. So Snoop and M. Yep. You know, that's a and I think uh, another very good. It doesn't make. It probably makes my honorable mention list. Very solid. Very very good. And another highly anticipated album was uh, Fifty Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying. That was more in the internet era, but that one, the buzz Fifty was through the roof. I mean, oh, like, yeah. everybody wanted to get their hands on this album. And I remember the album came out. Uh, it dropped All Star NBA All Star Weekend that we had it here in Atlanta in two thousand three. And it was when I tell you every car that passed by was playing that album. It was ridiculous. Um, But yeah, those are some of my honorable mention debuts, man. Like I said, Three Feet High and Rising, College Dropout, Great Adventures of Slick Rick, um, Doggy Style, Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh, Hell, I could throw. um, um, Oh, you know, I almost forgot one. Criminal Minded, Boogie Down Productions. Whew, man! I was kind of wondering where that one was. While, while it's not my favorite, is is one of my favorites. It's not my favorite BDP album. Um, it is a phenomenal album. That's probably that's an honorable mention. 
Um, and there's one more. Run DMC's debut album. Also, another game changer. Um, and that's about it, man. I can't think of anybody else, any other albums. I'm sure, like you said, we'll, we'll probably think of some after we get off the air. Um, what about you? Any other uh, honorable mentions that you know didn't make your five, but probably fall right outside of the uh, right outside of your five? Um, Far Side. Bizarre Ride to the Um, Yeah, that album is amazing. Nobody can tell me shit about that album, by the way. I just want to make that very clear. Um, I'm surprised you didn't have it, but I'm going to put it in there. The Chronic. Oh, well, you know what? Um, You know what? And I'll tell you why I didn't put The Chronic on that. Because I, I used N.W.A. as my debut for Dre. So I didn't really count it's kind of semantics, but I didn't count it. Same with uh, America's Most Wanted for Ice Cube. So I, di- I didn't count those as, even though those were their solo debut albums, we had already been exposed to Dre and Cube, so I didn't really count those. But I get it. You're right. I still count them as debuts. No doubt, no doubt. Um, because the sounds were completely different than what they did on Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. Point taken. I, yeah, you know. Um, let me see. I'm going to try to give you one or two more. Um, I'm gonna go with um, Illmatic. Mm-hmm. Mention for me. Um, and don't kill me in the comments, people, because I said Illmatic is an honorable mention for me. Relax. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the other one is going to be Soul Food by Goody Mob. Okay, okay, okay. One that I, I thought that you were gonna mention that didn't make your list was I'm surprised black on both sides didn't make your list oh yeah shit <laughs> see damn it I, was, I just knew that was gonna make I, I knew it was either gonna make your list or at least at the very least your honorable mention list I kind of left it out because I didn't know what to choose between that and black star as yeah. a date so I was just kind of like okay I'm leaving them both out um, and for those of you scoring at home black on both sides is by most death yeah, well, geez, I would hope they'd know that unless they live under a rock. But you know, um, yeah, if if I had to go back and change it, that probably would have swapped out um, Daylaw for me, and Daylaw would be the honorable mention. But I'm not gonna. But y- but y'all at home can like rearrange that and figure out an explanation as to why that would make my top five. Um, yeah, that would. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I would have felt like a damn fool. Not- <laughs> uh, um, I guess it's also a debut. If I'm allowed to throw Black Star in there, even though I brought up Black on both sides, it's not a solo debut, but it is a debut. Right, right, right. So I'll throw that in there. Um, I'm going to put Internal Affairs because it's technically Pharaoh Manches, Okay, so- okay. Another uh, great album. Yeah, and you know, and Kyle knows me. I like the I like the lyrical miracle ribbity dibbity stuff. So, um, Slim Shady LP is an honorable mention. Yes, yes. Um, Didn't make mine, but yes. Um, Ready to Die by Biggie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's gonna wrap it up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. I, you get no argument from me on any of those. I think you picked some great ones. Um, and, of course, man, we always want to hear from you, the listener. Uh, so when you 
you know, finish listening to this podcast, uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find this podcast at. Hit us up and let us know what you think about your uh, best debut hip hop albums. If you had to compile five, let let me know. Let me and Matt know uh, what five that you will come up with. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. For my boy Matt B, I'm your boy 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.